Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. This podcast was recorded at the annual Alleluia Church Music Conference. In this session entitled Celebrating Grace Hymnal Symposium, Mark Edwards introduces the new Celebrating Grace Hymnal to be released for Easter 2010. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at baylor.edu slash alleluia. Celebrating Grace Hymnal. Uh, the goal of our project was to produce, has been to produce a collection of psalms, stamped spiritual songs that are singable and substantive, thoughtful and theological, alliterative and no, uh, artistic and accessible, practical and prophetic, and but mostly familiar and fresh. Familiar being that stuff that we feel comfortable with, uh, where our some of our spiritual moorings are. But the, the fresh material is that which sort of takes us on a new journey. And we think that's, that's uh, important in uh, our spiritual uh, development and in our worship practice. And so if we want it to be some familiar and fresh. So let's sing some of that familiar and fresh. You have a, a sheet like this. And there, here are some samples of things that are are in the hymnal. Look at all things bright and beautiful. So here we go. Uh, and 
this one begins a section on the church's community and the first hymn in the section is in Christ we live and one leads right into the other. I believe we did both of these uh, Tuesday night in the worship time so we won't take time to do uh, that again this morning. Okay, on the back side of that let's see what we have now. Not everything that we have done in the hymn that uh, has blessed quietness, is that what you have? Not everything that is new to the hymnal is new to hymnody. Uh, this is an old hymn that's kind of a throwback. I thought the hymn was dead. Uh, but one of our editors brought it to the table, and uh, uh, I think I've known the song a long time, never used it in worship because it hasn't been in a hymnal. But where I got familiar with this hymn was uh, Garrison Keeler on the Prairie Home Companion. He makes up some other words, some of which we won't sing now. But uh, anyway, we're going to put this in the Because he says, children don't know anything about quietness or the gentleness of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Comforter. And when he when he picked that up and said, this is wonderful for children, I thought, holy smoke, to bring something into, I get full chills just thinking about it. And I've heard, I've heard the Mercer Children's Choir sing this, and it is very tender and sweet. I love the song. Across the page is uh, a new text that David Music on the faculty here and uh, one of our editors contributed. Names were taken off and it still may be cut. It's a Pentecost hymn to a familiar text. First Pentecost, your people's lives inspire. Good way to introduce Pentecost and help people experience that in a, in a different way and sing it and then uh, uh, bring it forward to our own experience now. The reading ahead of that is not scripture. Not every reading in our hymnal is scripture, uh, but it's one that goes with the uh, singing of, uh, with that hymn. Uh, this was filler material because we had one one space left and that's okay because all of our readings in the hymnal are within the flow of the book rather than stacked at the end of the book mm -hmm. uh, and so it makes a nice uh, uh, pair of pairings to put that reading with that uh, uh, hymn about uh, Pentecost okay I'll get going here and I can talk for days about all this stuff. If you need to interrupt or, or ask a question, please do. On Christmas night, on Christmas just sing, 
Is that the next one? Actually, it's uh, I'm on to all them. Once in Royal David, let's do that one now. <laughs> Uh, the hymnal, we'll sing some more in a minute, uh, 
and that resolution is not very good, is it? It's real grainy for some reason. Um, two title, uh, two covers of the book, uh, Celebrating Grace Hymnal and Celebrating Grace Hymnal for Baptist Worship. It is important to some people, some Baptists, to uh, have Baptist on the cover. It is important to other Baptists not to have Baptist on the cover. The book uh, is put together by uh, mainly Baptists of a lot of different stripes, Southern Baptists, Proctor Baptists, Canadian Baptists, National Baptists, American Baptists, and a stray Methodist or two. And, uh, uh, and so our primary market is probably going to be Baptist churches, but uh, we already have a lot of uh, interest shown by other denominations as well. Same book, different cover. I want to show you uh, sort of what uh, is in the book. We're going to do it by genre, and we'll identify some labels that are never used in the hymnal or online, but just a way of showing you what the contents are since I don't have a book to show you. However, in the display in McCray, there is a copy of the manuscript uh, in a notebook form. Uh, the sizes in spreads, uh, actually the way it will appear in the hymnal, uh, they're smaller than the real hymnal will be. It's a six by nine trim size, but that is on eight and a half by 11, so they're smaller over there. Uh, and they haven't been uh, copy edited yet, so it's not exactly what it is, uh, what it will be, but it'll give you a better idea than anything else that we have. A label that we've come up with is traditional classic hymnody, a term never appear anywhere, but uh, we have 213 of those out of a book that is going to have 625 titles, and you see some some uh, examples of what we mean by traditional classic hymnody. Most of the Christmas carols will be in that section. Late 20th, early 21st century classic hymnody. Uh, we have five editors, and uh, four of them are academes. Some of our academes came up with that type, excuse me, Terry, uh, came up with that label and it's very descriptive. Uh, here are some uh, uh, examples of, of those, uh, that uh, genre of hymnody. Some writers, uh, Terry York, you see, is sitting in the back of the room. Uh, David Music on faculty here, Milburn Price, one of our editors, and that's just a few of the uh, hymn writers in this uh, category. Uh, traditional gospel songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, most of these uh, are the uh, testimony, uh, me and mine, my experience, sharing my experience with, with you, with others. A lot of these have, uh, most of these will, will be uh, multi-stanza, memorable refrain. And the theme of gospel is uh, telling the good news of Christ's death and his uh, sacrifice for us. So we have 79 of 620-ish are in that traditional gospel song. There is some late 20th, early 21st century gospel songs. Themes of these are not gospel songs per se, but they're in but the musical structure of the gospel song. Multiple stands of memorable refrain. Uh, Terry's Worthy of Worship is the uh, best of those except for the bottom one and that's Jesus Prince and Savior and that's the best of those that David wrote oh, yeah. that one <laughs> I love that. yeah, that's right uh, some of these were originally based on uh, choral anthems original choral anthems I think Be Strong in the Lord was a was a lift from a choral anthem Lord Here Am I was uh, contemporary songs when we talk about contemporary <coughs> When our hymnal talks about contemporary, and we don't talk about it much because we don't think it has much to do with anything, but a lot of people ask us, is there any contemporary material in, in the hymnal? For us, contemporary uh, designates a style rather than an age. 
and it suggests the popular strain of Christian song rather than the classic line. It includes psalms and hymns. And for us, we, we use the term contemporary to go all the way back to the 70s, which is sort of when uh, the youth musical uh, began to, and, and Christian artistry, uh, art, Christian artists uh, began to impact Christian song and churches, and, um, uh, music in churches. So that's when, that's how far back we go to the contemporary. Again, the terms never used, the table of contents, headings online, anything. We have 60 of those uh, contemporary, that's roughly 10% of our book, is what we call contemporary. You see some writers there, some titles there. There's some, there are some new things there, and there's some things that are a little bit older. Any questions about any of that? The reason that we put this, uh, and some people have asked, why did you put any contemporary things at all? Well, why not? I mean, there's good material in, in all of that. And our book does lean toward the classic line. We bring Hymnody all the way from antiquity forward, more in the classic line. But we have reached to some, some of the more popular strain, as I talked about a while ago, uh, to uh, bring some of that into that because we think it's a, a valuable part of uh, a Christian song. Folk hymns, in the truest sense of the word folk, I was, uh, I did 15 to 20 uh, information gathering sessions uh, all over the, not all over the United States, but in many parts of the United States last year. And uh, when I was up in the D.C. area and they said to me, put as much of this kind of material in there as you can. Because it goes, it, it seems well in our part of the country. African-American spirituals and songs. We'll sing one of those in a minute, maybe. World music to say Iona. Uh, five of those uh, will have the Spanish language included. Uh, we're going to take a look at some of those and, and uh, you probably know we are singing for the Lord is our life. You know this uh, Zulu? Uh, let's do a little of that. One, two, one, two and go. We are singing for the Lord is our light. We are singing for the Lord is our light. We are singing for the Lord is our light. We are singing for the Lord is our light. We are singing for the sessions like this. This is just a lead sheet. But what David was playing, most of what David was playing, uh, is uh, in the hymnal. Uh, we won't take time to sing this. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. uh, but it's, uh, it's Nigerian. Okay. Uh, holy, holy, santo, santo. Uh, let's sing a little bit. Ready? And go. Talents and tongues in Jamaican. Here we go. Okay, go.
these. Uh, one thing that will make these uh, uh, delightful in your church is online in our worship <coughs> matrix, we're going to uh, uh, Michael Hahn, who's been helping us in worship time, is going to uh, do some rhythmic stuff that will be available for you to have for, for drums or whatever is appropriate to uh, perform these things uh, idi idiomatically correct. Uh, so uh, that's going to be pretty cool too. All right, guide my feet. Let me find. Ready and go. some uh, Michael Hahn help to uh, show me how to do it uh, appropriately and uh, give it some life. Uh, it, I think it's a good thing. Holly, 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 you probably know that. Ready and go.
would you comment following these when we sang uh, Tuesday night, I guess, out of the Iona community? Won't take time to redo that. Here's one uh, that uh, Lim Sweet, Sweet Hong, how do it's, you say it, Sweet Hong? Yeah, that's the Chinese uh, sequence, Lim Sweet Hong, uh, in Western world, Sweet Hong Lim. Uh huh. And he was here Tuesday, and I got to meet him. And this is a uh, benediction that uh, he gives to us, okay? Ready? Here we go. copyright and pagination, those kinds of things. So it's a, uh, it'll be something over 600. It releases in the next time we have March. Uh, diverse in musical style. Uh, we have an online component, the Worship Matrix. David uh, Bowen is doing is doing the Worship Matrix for us, and he's doing a session in here at 10 o'clock on that. And Terry is also helping us with that. Uh, Liz Price of 1495. There is uh, kind of a uh, grainy picture of our page. Uh, you've already seen the scripture uh, reading format for a, a good bit of, of that uh, of our book in the God's Revelation and our response. We have new material, uh, 19 new copyrights, and there's some writers uh, of the new tunes. Uh, this is the organization of the hymnal. Uh, two sections, I will be your God, you will be my people, and subdivisions. Uh, God the Son, your accordingly is organized by the Christian year, uh, the life of Christ. You will be my people, the second part of the book, the church's community, the church at worship, the church on mission. The church at worship is organized in the uh, service sequence from uh, gathering to departing and praise and proclamation and prayer and baptism and Lord's Supper and those, those uh, uh, elements. Expanded sections of the hymnal. We have seven hymns on baptism. You said that, that's not very many. We'll go home and check your hymnal and see how many baptism yeah. hymns there are. There are a lot of hymns that are appropriate to sing. Uh, for a service in which baptism is, uh, occurs, but not that many hymns about baptism itself. Uh, Advent section uh, is expanded, the Christmas section is large, uh, and Lord's Supper uh, is, is a pretty large, it's, it's expanded section. Some new topics that sometimes people don't uh, address in hymnals. These will not be large sections, but at least they are grouped together and, and emphasis given. Uh, as I said a while ago, um, uh, the entire God the Son Incarnate One section, 123 hymns, is based on the Christian year, the life of Jesus. And throughout the hymposiums that we've done around the country, we found uh, a lot of support for and a lot of suggestion for more material related to the Christian year because even the most conservative of people really uh, are interested in the in the Christian year. We don't use the hell words, the liturgical lectionary or whatever, but uh, but the Christian year is uh, important to us. And then the essay in the back of the book uh, describing and uh, sim the symbolism and colors to give more uh, help there. 
Here's one, like a mother with her children. <coughs> sustainer section of the book. And here's uh, Jesus, Prince, and Savior. Let's take a look at that. Accompanist edition, pulpit edition, choir edition. Accompanist edition, loose leaf, uh, larger size, pulpit edition, uh, deluxe uh, binding and black, choir edition, loose leaf. More products. We have the online worship matrix that I was telling you about a while ago, and David will be here at 10 o'clock to talk more about that. But we have, that's where we have our accompaniments. Right now we're focusing our attention on accompaniments as it relates to instrumental stuff uh, rather than standalone uh, arrangements. We will eventually get to that other, but we're starting with accompaniments. Uh, in the brochure, you can see uh, what our plans are there in terms of numbers, 300 orchestrations, 300 piano, organ uh, themes, and uh, all that is, is in the brochure. Uh, congregational anthems, uh, did you know what we're talking about by congregational anthem? We're going to do uh, 200 of those. Uh, hymn studies for children, Terry Taylor is, yes. Will any of the congregational anthems also be orchestrated? Yes, they are. Most, if not all, will be. Okay. And some already are. Uh, so, and I'll be talking about uh, that. I have a session uh, in the morning at 8. I know you all won't be here again. Uh, the session at 8 in the morning, and at 4 o'clock this afternoon, is on uh, all of this, uh, uh, what we call supplemental music resources. And we'll talk about and uh, demonstrate and show some of those this afternoon. Uh, David Bowling is doing the worship matrix. Terry York is doing the worship matrix. 
uh, uh, simply said, and this is an old slide, but it gives an idea of how it works, just overview. You can get into the worship matrix using these uh, portals, uh, doorways over on the uh, side. It's worship planning. Worship matrix is a worship planning tool. Uh, you can take the, uh, a scripture passage, uh, type it in, uh, click, and it brings up <coughs> hymns and your choir repertoire and quotes and readings and uh, how it fits into the Christian year. Uh, all of these options to help you build a worship service. We think that pastors are going to use it as much as uh, uh, music directors will. Anybody who plans worship, uh, you can uh, type in a hymn and it gives you then the scriptures, the choir repertoire of anything. Uh, the repertoire is what you put in of your material, not what we have put in. Uh, quotes and readings, those are the things that, that we are putting into the worship matrix uh, to help uh, build services uh, that are cohesive and that, that develop thought and that are theologically uh, uh, sound. Any questions about that? That's a gross overstatement. Yes? What um, what, did, what must you do to have access to the matrix? Is it a membership? Or it is, is a membership. It is, it is an annual uh, subscription and it's uh, $299 a year is less than $30 a month. Uh, there's nothing else out there like it. There are some other things that, that do it differently, do some of this differently, but uh, there's nothing else like this. How lovely, God, how lovely. You know this tune? freestanding uh, introduction uh, to this to this hymn and we'll do some of that kind of thing. Here's an interlude that David did for us. Uh, we'll, we'll do some of this eventually. Right now we're focusing on accompaniments uh, for the singing of hymns. Uh, this is, uh, we'll talk more about that this afternoon, but this is a, a piano organ uh, accompaniment for the singing of the hymn. It has separate parts for the piano and the organ. Uh, that's the way that will look. Uh, this is this is a little piano interlude that we might want to put between the singing of Morning is Broken or any of the Vanessa uh, uh, tunes. These would appear at the keyboard edition? No, no, those are all going to be online. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a handbell thing. It's really uh, clouded and grainy. This is not, not the uh, published version, that's the submitted version. Uh, the handbell uh, uh, has two settings of, of a tune. The first being this sort of block, basic uh, bell choir, three to five octaves. Uh, uh, the second setting is a more developed arrangement it still matches the harmony of the hymnal, but it's got, I think I've got that here. Yeah, see, it's, it's got more um, bells and whistles uh, uh, in the arrangement. The text is in there, as you see. 
because the bells may not play on every stanza, and they would want to not just stand there, but they can sing. I have a question. Yes, sure. On the online access, uh -huh. it comes in different keys. Is there a way to publish text in the different keys? For example, you know, if we're doing a hymn that I'm copying in different keys, yeah. I find myself literally cutting and pasting text and putting it in a certain key so I'll know where to break phrase uh, lines as an accomplice. We're, we're not doing that right now. Because um, that, that bothers me, you know, if I'm playing a text yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm not following what they're singing. In order to do that, we would uh, that would require some special licenses because of the the end user can manipulate things, and sometimes that's a problem. I, I guess I'm ticky, but you know I've complained too that when the orchestra plays in a different key, yeah, they're totally oblivious to the text. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, we can't. Uh, this is the first time that anybody has said this to me. Well, I'm ticked. Well, I know. I, I saw that when you came. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, and we have all. Uh, and I understand exactly what you're saying because I've done that. But I'm not a player, but our folks have done it before. Our players that have worked with me. Uh, it's a very legitimate uh, concern. Uh, I don't know how to, we can't do everything. Are you registering off of your uh, text? Yes. Well, I'm breaking. Can you not inside the original, the first edition text, just know that after the word the, when you're singing your second set of words, could you not just put a check mark and know that you need to release there? I've and done that. Are you that so driven by what you see that you've got to have those actual The text. Words? Right. Because I have done, like, okay, apostrophe on the second yeah. verse here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But still, that's not text. That messes with you. It does. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it, how many it has, but I know that CCLI.com, the song select service, you can change keys when you print out your worship stuff there, but I don't know how, like, how many hymns are there. I know some are. And you can do the keys, and it comes up with the word all text. It's a lot more contemporary stuff, but I think it has a lot of hymns on there, too. Just this is one bunch of show companion products that the harmonies. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it does have some problems with harmonies, but there is something similar to that there. Well, you know, of course, ideally, you know, you could just transpose it from the key you're looking at. Yeah. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you're not comfortable doing yeah, we, that. Yeah, we've been asked that a lot. Can you transpose these things? Yeah. Well, um, that opens a whole... Yeah, that would be nice. That would be very nice. Sure. There's a lot of stuff that would be nice. Sure. And we would like to do it all. No, no, no. <laughs> the fee would be 15 dollars That's right. We sang, how far is it to Bethlehem, the people who... Darkness says anything about that at subsequent meetings here in the next 24 hours, act surprised and go, oh. <laughs> we don't know exactly what form that's going to take, but uh, it looks like that's going to happen. We go in peace. Before we sing that, do you have questions? Uh, or other, I mean, other questions? Or comments? Yeah, am I understanding correctly that the accompaniment edition will simply be Expanded page of that's correct of, of the that is, edition. Okay. That is correct. There will be other accompaniment things online. Mm -hmm. The keys that will be selected are 
there are lower, you know, sometimes the only thing they'll do is high. Uh, we have given a good question. We have given uh, individual consideration to every uh, hymn uh, in terms of key and in terms of theology. I mean, we have we have combed it with a fine tooth comb for all of those uh, deals. Generally, keys are lower. Uh, yeah, when we've made a change, generally it has been lower. An interesting thing about that, in the 91 hymnal, we did the very same thing. We looked at every tune to put it in the correct tessitura, uh, the correct key, and they were lowered from the, 56, from the 75. So we are finding every subsequent hymnal needs lower key. I don't know what that's saying about the human voice, but mm -hmm. it happened. Uh, mm -hmm. there, is a, there is a hymnal out that came out called the Christian Life Hymnal. That's about maybe three or four years old. And some of the keys in, in that hymnal are really low. But their market, they determined, was the small country church that needed that kind of stuff. And that's not, that's not the heart of our market, but we have generally lowered the keys and one of our editors is a tenor. And just, <laughs> yeah. ah, oh no. <laughs> We've let him win a couple of times. But, uh, uh, Okay, uh, let's see. We've got uh, uh, five minutes. Uh, do you have anything else you want to ask me? Again, I'll be doing a session on SMR, Supplemental Music Resources, uh, at four today. And uh, uh, that'll be very informative, we think. We go. This is not really the hymnal of the denomination. Uh, uh, that's probably a pretty poor answer. Uh, this, uh, the two projects were going on independent of one another. Didn't, didn't know that each, each was going on. Actually, this project was announced first and then the Lifeway uh, press release came out shortly thereafter. It's really, it's really two different projects. Uh, I, I talked about uh, bringing the uh, traditional classic line of Hemody from antiquity to today, bringing all of that forward. That's what we're doing. Lifeway, 
I, and I want to be fair because those are my friends. They sang in my choir in Nashville. I was supposed to music at First Baptist in Nashville. When we got to that 1970 uh, time that I talked about a while ago, the new Lifeway hymnal took the popular route. The first hundred pages, hundred items in the new Lifeway book is uh, the first hundred. Of that first hundred, only 35 is traditional, classic hymnal. I'm not making a value judgment of that. I'm, I'm describing that. Right. Uh, uh, they chose the pop, popular route. They did not uh, handpick any of the of the late 20th, early 21st century uh, classic hymnal. They went all the whole pop, pops, the popular. Thing. I hate to use those terms because. But that's what they did. Uh, what we did was we leaned toward the classic, but we we picked up some of the more pop line of stuff. Um, and so I think the statement that they made, well, Mike Harlan, who's a friend of mine, who's the project person for that, uh, told me at lunch one day. Uh, he said, "We, uh, if if hymns are being sung." in churches, in Baptist churches, it's going to be in our book. And the way we decided what's being sung in Baptist churches is we went to the Metro Music Groups. Do you know what the Metro Music Groups are? Metro Music Groups are ministers of music, uh, simply stated, ministers of music, children's choir uh, coordinators, and instrumental directors in churches that average 750 in, wor in worship and larger. So they went to those groups to decide what was being sung in churches. Uh, so that said a couple of things to me. Number one is their market is the large church. Number two, it said to me that they're not being very, they, they have limited discernment as to theological uh, uh, appropriateness, or uh, what's, what's my word? Theological uh, substance, because they were putting out a book of hymns that were being sung in Baptist churches. Now, that's that's what they decided to do. We didn't decide to do that. Right. We decided to carry carry strong theological things from antiquity to here. The stuff that we pulled out of the more pop line had to stand up the same standards theologically as the old stuff or any stuff. And and so that's what they decided to do. When, when their book came out, uh, I was surprised at how deeply they went into the more popular uh, realm of stuff. Uh, and again, those are my friends. I mean, they really are my friends. Uh, their marketing guy sang right up there in the choir and helped me with chapel choir and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's just the decision they made. This is the decision we made. Thank you, man. I just. I was just wondering. I, I, I love the, I love the cultural stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's well, cool. it gives, it gives. Uh, sometimes we get the idea that you know everything is about us, and, right. and there's nothing larger going on in the whole world than just us right here. But there's some wealth of material right. in in some other cultures, and if we can have Michael Hahn help us know how to do that appropriately and uh, authentically, then that's going to bring it to, to greater life. So that's the reason we've done it. We think it's valuable. Okay? Thank you all. I'm impressed. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at www.baylor.edu slash Hallelujah.